everyone, and welcome back for the next episode of the Voice of Veritas podcast. For those who haven't joined us in the past, again, welcome. I'm Shiloh Thomas from Veritas Alta, where we're delivering unified data management. Now, in our last couple of episodes, we've been doubling down on cloud security. Today, we plan to switch gears ever so slightly, but I'd argue it's still on topic and related to operational resiliency. But before I introduce our guests, I'd like to give a plug to my dear colleague, Demetrius Malbro, who just launched a new series called TLDR. And in his first episode, he breaks down for us the U.S. National Cybersecurity Strategy released earlier this March. He's really great with simplifying the subject, and that's the premise of TLDR, bite-sized concepts for those of us who find things too long to read. So pop on over to YouTube. You can find the link in the show notes. Check it out, and don't forget to subscribe to this new series. Okay, so on to the show. I'm super excited to welcome back technical marketing engineer, Neil Glick. Welcome, Neil. Hi, Shiloh. We are so glad to have you back. So I oh, think, I'm so glad to be here. Oh, great. So I, I, I think that it's been, gosh, a couple of months since we had you last on Voice of Veritas. And we were chatting, I think, at that time about cloud myths and hidden truths. And speaking of hidden truths, I was inspired by our last episode to get off the couch, leave procrastination behind and tackle my basement's back room, which sadly hasn't been touched since we last moved. And I'm sure I'm not <laughs> unlike others, many, many boxes that have yet to be unpacked. But let me tell you, once I got back there, I couldn't stop. Before long, I went from like shelves of boxes down to just a few. And guess what, Neil? I now have room for more stuff back there. Woohoo! Do I dare ask what your basement looks like? No, don't ask. Oh! <laughs> well, all jokes aside, I have made some amazing space. I now have uh, a lot more room where I can tuck things away that I've been wanting to keep safe. And you know what? That's not unlike making efficient use of storage that we use to protect organizational data. Don't you agree? That's a great analogy, Shiloh. I, th I think that now brings us to today's podcast, exploring storage options for backing up your data and what you need to consider when choosing a storage solution. So, Neil, are you ready to jump in? I'm so ready. <laughs> All right. So just like data management and data protection, those are two separate concepts, but related. And so to our storage management and backup storage. So, Neil, now that you're here on the line with us, I was hoping we could first break this concept down for our listeners. What is the difference between storage management and backup? Are they the same? That's a great question, Shiloh. They're similar, but they're different. <laughs> you like that answer? They're yeah. similar, but they're different. <laughs> a little bit more from you, please. <laughs> next next question, please. <laughs> so, um, a backup is just a backup. So, it's just like, like you said, Shiloh. It's like, you know, you put something in a box, you throw it in the back of your garage or into your bedroom basement and then you forget about it right you, you know <laughs> unless somebody says you know mom i, I need that uh, you know that cup that you you stored away in the box you know <laughs> Five Oops, years I threw ago, it out, actually. <laughs> well, so much for the cup. <laughs> so that's kind of like what your backup is. You know, you put it in, you put it into storage. You kind of forget about it. You hope it never has to, to come back out again. Hopefully, like backups too, because when backups, uh, when you need your backups, usually it's because something went wrong. But hey, that's life, folks. Unfortunately, things happen. So uh, that's 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 your backups, and backups are great. You know, we've got them there. We're ready for when you need them, but. It's not a storage management solution. So, you know, storage management solution is something that 
is a lot more organized, a lot more catalog. You've got something that um, you can easily search for. Potentially, you have boxes that are in the front. Those are the boxes, the things that you need on a regular basis. And then you've got the boxes in the way back that, you know, maybe in 10, 15 years, you might need to go look at them. (laughs) But for the most part, they're going to stay in storage. Um, And that's really what storage management is all about. It's it's making sure that what you got backed up, at least in in the terms of backup uh, uh, solutions, it's it's making sure that what you have in front or is available is ready and uh, you can go grab at any time. And then you've got the stuff, like I said, you know, like the baby crib that's in the way, way, way back of the basement. Um, then, you know, you're just waiting for, you know, uh, your, your cousins to have kids or something like that. <laughs> got it. Now, of course, there are a variety of options for storing your backups on premises, in the cloud, any others out there? Oh, yeah. You can store them at, uh, you know, uh, off-site silos. You can store them uh, in safes. You could store them in the cloud. You could store them off-site. There are so many solutions out there. And it can be very confusing. It can be very, it can be very confusing just what needs to be backed up. So uh, when you're blazing a trail into the backup and recovery space, throw a line to your folks at Veritas. We, we're, we're happy to guide you through that storm. You like that? And (laughs) definitely. And on that note, (laughs) what I hear from customers is one of their utmost concerns is the vulnerability of the data, especially backups that are stored in the cloud. And -hmm. and I know you and I have talked about cloud and um, some of the hidden challenges with with using cloud. And certainly there is, um, you know, some concern with backing up to cloud storage and the cost of doing so. So tell me, yeah, when when selecting backup storage, what do you think companies like our customers should consider? What are some best practices? Certainly, certainly. So I think you need to you need to think about, like I said, you know, when like when you're storing things in your basement. I keep going back to your uh, your analogy there, Shiloh. I love it. <laughs> it was great, right? Yeah, it was. You have to think about where you want it and how vulnerable it's going to be. So when you start backing stuff up, you got to think to yourself. Why am I backing this up? Am I backing this up for compliance reasons? Am I backing this up uh, for p- potential disaster recovery problems? Am I potentially backing this because of threat actors? You have to uh, come to a realization of why you're backing this up, and you're not just backing it up to back it up. You know, the old the old school thing was, you know, you do a full backup on the weekends, you do a couple of incrementals during the week, and everybody's happy. Well, times have changed, folks. It doesn't just work like that anymore. So remember, when you start putting things in the cloud, or even uh, depending on wherever you put it, you you know, potentially you could be uh, you, know, you could be vulnerable. So um, you got to make sure that those backups are protected. Now, for those of us who have been doing backups for quite a while, performing a complete backup might just seem like the right thing to do, something that we've always done. But can you tell us a little bit more about how snapshot-based backups can not only reduce effort, but also save on space and cost? Sure, sure, absolutely. Like I said uh, a little bit uh, a couple minutes ago where I said, you know, typically the old school stuff was to do a full backup and then do your incrementals. Well, folks, like I said, times have changed. Things have changed. Where you put your data has changed. How you back up your data has changed. But what hasn't changed is do you need enterprise backups? I'm going to let people think about that just for a moment. Okay. (laughs) Have you thought about that? So really, the question goes back to, do you need enterprise backups? Do you you need a solution that, that when you go back to your backups, is it going to be there? Are you going to be 
comfortable knowing that your data is going to be there. And do you need it for your business? Think about that. If your backups aren't there and you need to restore something, how is that going to affect your business? So that's something big when people go towards the cloud. So like I said, a lot of times folks, when they do on-prem backups, you know, they've got a backup software solution of, uh, you know, one kind or another, and, you know, they store the tapes either on-site, off-site, and they're really happy. But when they start going to the cloud, things start changing. Like I said, you know, in the previous podcast, not uh, all of the cloud admins are backup admins. So they're not necessarily thinking about uh, backup and recovery. And like you said, Shiloh, there's this, uh, this term snapshot, and it gets thrown around a lot. So mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about what a snapshot is. So a snapshot is basically a point-in-time copy of whatever your machine was doing, right? Now, there is technology to quiesce things and make sure that nothing is running. So you've got uh, backups in various different stages. And, you know, you can you can have all kinds of stuff. You could have a crash-consistent snapshot. You could have a... You could have a cold uh, backup. You could have a hot backup. There's all kinds of good stuff. But remember, let's go back to the crux of what we're talking about. Do you need an enterprise backup? If you do, then let's talk, right? Okay, so what is a snapshot? Snapshots are a point-in-time copy, and they are fantastic. They're great. I use them all the time. However, it's not a backup. It's not a backup, folks. Snapshot is not a backup. I don't care how many times you say it to me. It's not a backup. Is it a backup? (laughs) I'm not sure if we've addressed it. (laughs) Say it with me. It's not a backup. (laughs) A lot of these cloud providers, what they do is they provide a technology to allow you to do a snapshot, point-in-time copy of your data. That's fantastic, right? You can restore your machine at any time you want. Um, However, what people aren't thinking about is like that basement. Do I need everything right in the front of, of the door? If you put everything in front of the door, you're not going to be able to get anything in the back. So that's kind of what we do with uh, with snapshots and backups. Snapshots are things that you need to get right away, right? You open up the door mm-hmm. and uh, whatever you're looking for in, the, in that box, it's right there, right? But what about the stuff that, uh, you know, you're holding on to for compliance reasons, for, you know, governmental reasons right, or for, for like insurance reasons? Years, five exactly. years, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, are you going to put something that you need only potentially for seven years right in front of the door? That seems kind of a waste. And that's kind of what we're, we're talking about here with snapshots and backups. I mean, like I said, snapshots are fantastic. They're great. You can instantly restore a machine. But it's not a backup. It's a snapshot. And if you have tons and tons of snapshots just sitting around, it gets a little expensive. And uh, a lot of times folks aren't thinking about that when they start doing backup and recovery. They go, ah, I just do snapshots forever, right? You could. Absolutely. No problem with that. But you know what? That front of your door is going to get awfully crowded with boxes <laughs> and the things that you don't necessarily need for, you know, like Shiloh said, seven years, that stuff doesn't have to be right up front and ready to go. And you're spending all that cash on something that you don't necessarily need. So uh, what what uh, a lot of the cloud providers do is they, you know, they have, you know, archival you know capabilities and things like that to allow you to move the snapshot, you know, out of that, you know, ready and waiting and able to put it into a backup. That's what we're talking about here, backups, folks. And since you said cloud service providers, what I find really interesting is their role in all this. And last time you were on the show, we talked a bit about the shared responsibility model. I think we'd be remiss to not address the model here, especially from the standpoint of a a backup storage. Amongst all the tools readily available and convenient to, to use by the CSP, we can't forget that at the end of the day, you, you are responsible for your organization, the data Absolutely. that is being stored. 
Yeah, a lot of folks forget that that you know when when you put stuff on those those cloud machines, you're you're responsible for that data. So they're absolutely responsible. Well, depending on the you know the service level agreement that you have, but they're responsible for getting your back your machine, a uh, hard drive that goes down, network cable that maybe gets crunched or that goes offline. They're going to get that back to you right away because that's what's in the service level agreement, right? But what about the data? We don't think about that. But no, that's what and the most important thing. And that's the most important thing that's out there. It's data, right? Yeah, and unfortunately, you can't be a jack of all trades. No, no. You have to have focus. Absolutely, absolutely. And like I said, like I said, a lot of times these cloud admins are not backup admins. And I'm not trying to knock anybody, honestly. You know, um, backup administration is uh, is something that you know cloud admins don't probably want to even get uh, you know involved in or even want to touch. But you know what? When as soon as that machine goes down or something happens, because you know what, folks, my power just went out a bunch of times. <laughs> it <laughs> happens, folks. Um, life happens. And unfortunately, that's what happens with data, too. Sometimes it gets corrupted. Uh, unfortunately, there's people out there who don't have your best interests at heart who will log into your machines and will destroy data. There's environmental issues that happen. Uh, there's acts of God, as we call them. And it just happens. So... You need to be prepared. And like I said, I'll, I'll, I'll hit this nail in the head until the nail is uh, deep in the wood. <laughs> if you had an enterprise solution on site, why don't you have an enterprise solution in the cloud? Agreed. And, and let me stop you right there for a moment, because I think it's timely to point out to folks who are listening here today that you have created a number of best practices and configuration guides for working with the CSPs. And so you can find those links here in the show notes. Now, if, Absolutely. You don't, if you don't mind, I'd like to circle back to the snapshot-based backups, sure. as well as um, maybe introduce something new, which is granular recovery. I was just reading a brief by ESG today, based on their research, one in five businesses are still leveraging the most costly concept, which is snapshots. So wow. let's, yeah. So let's talk tiering because I think for most, this is a priority. I mean, who wouldn't want to adopt a more cost efficient data tiering strategy? Absolutely. It's like driving your Ferrari around for uh, every day when you could be, well, I don't know who, I don't have a Ferrari, but <laughs> when you could be driving around your Honda. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, in one of those tiering options, and I think you mentioned this earlier in the podcast, is archive tier. Can you explain mm -hmm. a little bit about what archive tier is? Sure, absolutely. So cloud storage has all kinds of different options for storing your data. So they've got like, you know, each cloud provider has their own you know, verbiage. So my apologies if I butcher it. But you know, you've got your hot storage, you got your cold storage, you got your deep cold storage, you got your super super deep cold storage. <laughs> you got your industrial. We're really you going know. to the bowels here. <laughs> you got your industrial, for, you know, freezer storage. Um, but basically, it's the same thing with like Shiloh said, with the with the, having the boxes in your basement. So when you got the boxes in the front, those are your snapshots. And as you further go back, that's your colder, 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 colder storage. So the hot storage is in the front. And typically the hot storage is faster storage. It's storage that's more readily available. Uh, it's easier to get to. When you start putting things in colder and colder storage, it's going to take a little bit more time to get to just because that's the whole point. Because you're putting in colder storage, it's like putting it further in the basement. It's going to be harder to get to because it's a little further back. It's going to be a little cheaper because you know why? 
you're not having to, you don't have the same kind of access capability that you do with hot storage. So that's really cool what the cloud providers have provided. So they've given you the capability to move things from, say, expensive SSD storage over to cheaper hard drive storage. So when you're implementing your storage, when you're putting a virtual machine out in the cloud, take a look at that. You know, uh, be mindful of what kind of disk drives that you're adding to your machines because or how you're backing that up because it's really easy to put things on ssd and ssds are great they're fast they're awesome but you know what they're expensive folks for the folks that are listening here today neil i want to let them know that we now have and and provide a lower cost archive storage option as you sure do yeah so as you work hand in hand with our engineering team and customers like could you tell us a little bit about what this new storage archive tier is yeah. So for those of you who don't know, we've got an awesome new service uh, called Recovery Vault. It's called Alta Recovery Vault. And Alta Recovery Vault gives you the capability to have cloud storage without having to deal with a cloud provider. What? What? How does that work, Neil? Oh, I'm glad you asked me that. So basically what happens is you contact Veritas and Veritas will set you up with whatever kind of cloud storage you want. You want Azure? We'll set you up with Azure. You want Amazon? We'll set you up with Amazon. You want both? We'll set you up with both. <laughs> so- <laughs> but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. You also <laughs> you also get the uh, the, uh, the 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 data chamois. <laughs> I think I just came up with a new word. <laughs> uh, so basically, what happens with the recovery vault is uh, we send you the keys. You connect up the the storage inside Veritas, inside NetBackup. Super simple. No extra buttons, no extra things to push, no extra plugins to plug in. It's just there. And that's what's really cool about it. Now, what's even cooler is that when you first get the storage, this is going to be kind of similar to the storage that's closer to the door. Because, hey, you know, that's we're not sure if that's what you want, but that's what we're going to, uh, you know, suggest. But if you want the stuff that goes further back into the bowels of the basement, you can then use that too. So we have added archive support with Recovery Vault. So what happens is... Stuff is put onto that primary storage or into the secondary storage, you know, for backups. And then after a certain amount of days, you know, and you can select that. It's all select, selectable and configurable for you. You just tell it, uh, you know, how many days you want it to, to, uh, to uh, chill around on a primary storage. And then it will copy that data onto archive storage for you after a certain amount of days. Moving that data into cheaper and more affordable storage. So, of course, someone who is hearing this today and looking at, okay, I already have something in place. When might you use the Veritas Alta Recovery Vault's archive tier compared to what they're already using? What what would be some of those reasons? It's a great question. So, most of it is going to be because it, you don't want to necessarily have to work with the cloud storage provider, mm-hmm. the CSP. So if you don't if you don't want to have to, you know, go through the rigmarole of having to, you know, you know, contact the CSP, get a new contract with them, connect up the storage, make sure that you're not overspending. Basically, well, scaling up and scaling down, right? Scaling up and scaling down. But if you go with Veritas, if you go with Recovery Vault, we take away all that headache. You know all those ingress and egress fees, Shiloh? Oh, that Veritas, that I get a bill Veritas at takes the end of the day with? Yeah, absolutely. Veritas takes care of those with, with Recovery Vault. You don't have to worry about ingress and egress fees, those those hidden costs that, that are there to sneak up on you. Uh, Veritas takes care of that. If you have a problem connecting up to your, your cloud storage, you know who you contact? You. 
That's right. You contact me. <laughs> you caught me off guard with that one. <laughs> uh, that's the nice thing is if you have any trouble with the with the storage, if you have problems connecting, sure. you call Veritas. Well, and that's a great primer because, Neil, you again, you've written such a, a great exhaustive guide on how to configure this, the Alta Veritas Alta Recovery Vault to support the archived here. And mm-hmm. for those who are listening here today, you can find that guide in the show notes. Neil. I I like that guide. It's a good guide. Oh, I wonder why. (laughs) Neil, we can't possibly close out today's podcast without sharing what you've been working on recently. So let me just set the stage for a minute for our listeners. I read another report recently. Yes, I like to read. I told you that I think last time. 70 plus percent of attacks no longer include malware. So how are they getting in? Well, they, they, oh, oh, do you have an answer? Was that, was that a question for me or was that it a question a, for you? It was a hypothetical, <laughs> but feel free if you've got oh, oh. <laughs> some ideas. Well, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> well, cyber criminals and bad actors are attacking the credentials. And, and when we think about... Um, when we think about that, compounding it even further, despite all of our efforts and intent, very few companies can claim that they actually have an uncompromised backup copy. So to address this growing trend in part, because there's certainly a number of things, to protect your backup data, we're very excited to announce, drum roll please, the (laughs) the upcoming release of AirGap token technology for Veritas Alt Recovery Vault. Oh, yeah, that's really cool stuff. Yeah, so I'd like to turn it over to you, if you don't mind, because I I definitely don't want to steal your thunder. I know you know all the ins and outs about what this is. So I was hoping you can share a little bit more about what this new technology is, why we think it's a game changer, and how it works. Loaded question for you. Sure, sure. So really cool stuff, folks. So typically when you go ahead and you attach to that cloud storage from Veritas, we send you a username and password, basically, a storage account Mm -hmm. and a password that you use to log in. And that's perfectly fine. Everyone uses that, right? Well, threat actors do have a way of getting into systems getting uh, credentials, as Shiloh said. They're very, very, very good at that. And and we're going to be talking a little bit more about that in a further uh, podcast down the line. But uh, just to give you a little preamble of that, threat actors are very good at pulling at your heartstrings. They're really good at getting you to click on stuff, uh, including links that say, please click here. And then they get things that you wouldn't believe. They get information out of people. And it's not because you know, people are stupid or anything like that. No, 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 no. It is the threat. These threat actors, they are brilliant. They are very good at getting information out of people. And unfortunately, that includes usernames and passwords. So what has Veritas done to make your life even more secure? We have come up with uh, revolving tokens. These are super cool. So what happens is we have a server out there. It generates a revolving token. So what is that? So it is a random generalized number that when you go and you attach to your storage, you put this information in. And what we can do to make that that's a lot easier as you create a credential within inside NetBackup. Remember, folks, this is all happening with inside NetBackup. You don't need any other tools. You don't need any other connective pieces. It's all within that same web UI that you are uh, familiar with and, and love. So when you get in there, you create a credential, you put this token in, and, and, and when you want to connect up to that storage, 
you just put in that token. You don't put a username in, you don't put in a password. And every so often that, that, uh, that token will revolve and will change so that you are not, hopefully you will be less exposed to threat actors. Uh, now, oh if gosh, you- I, I'm, as you're describing this, I'm reminded by the old RSA Bob's, mm-hmm. do you remember those I that sure the numbers do. would change that's exactly yeah. yep it's almost exactly what this is it's very similar so it's it's a way to to let you log into your storage with a rotating number so that it makes it even that much more difficult for threat actors to get in. So uh, that's just the tip of the iceberg. So say you want to do disaster recovery say you want to restore your backups to an, a whole other location, to say like a disaster recovery location. So you want to say something happens to your primary or say, you know, you just want to do this uh, to, to make sure you're further protected. You can set up a cloud recovery server that allows you to export images from your primary and then import them into your cloud recovery server using Recovery Vault. So that storage you put onto Azure or Amazon, you can now move it from NetBack a primary server to NetBack a primary server that easily. Super cool. Yeah, and and, and when things go, when things go kaboom, you're going to be happy. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this is a brand new feature that we are releasing as part of the Veritas Alta Recovery Vault. Mm-hmm. And so, for those who want more, I'd like to first invite you to check out a new article that Neil has written called Veritas Alter Recovery Vault Enhances Security with Air Gap Tokens. And you can grab that link from the show notes. That sounds like a great and article. Then, yeah, and then, <laughs> I wonder why. From there, I'd like to also encourage you to give Veritas Alter Recovery Vault a test drive. You can reach out to your account team or pop right on over to your CSP marketplace. We're there. Yeah, and you might even get to talk to me if you do a test drive. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh, we are at time already. Can you believe that? I feel like, Neil, we could just keep keep on talking. I, but I, I have to say... I, I miss talking um, to you, Shiloh. This is, this is so much fun. <laughs> we'll have you back, that's for sure. I'm really excited by a lot of the new features and very encouraged by the direction that we're headed. And thank you, Neil, for sharing some of the features and benefits of, of the new the new capabilities that we will be releasing. And before you go, I have to ask, spring cleaning this weekend? <laughs> you, you've definitely got me charged up to go take a look at some of those boxes that I've got that are, <laughs> that are, that are hiding in the house. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's very therapeutic. Well, Neil, it's Always such a great delight chatting with you. Thanks for spending time with us here today. And thanks to all of you who are listening in today. We'll see you next time on The Voice of Veritas. Thanks, Shiloh. Bye, everybody.